You know, John and I were just talking in the commercial break how unbelievable it is that Andy Reid has now made the Super Bowl for the last five years. And if you remember that first year they didn't make it with Mahomes, they should have and would have if that one defensive lineman hadn't been offsides on a fourth down that Brady did not convert. But the guy was in the neutral zone. So D Ford? D Ford, I believe wow. that's right. That's why I remember that name. That's a good call there, Reyes. So it would have been five or six. It's crazy. All right, 215-592-9494. It is all crazy. It is. And it, it's, it's, it's such a privilege. Like, when, when I think about the fact that I was coached by the guy who's taken this team to the Super Bowl four out of the last five years, yeah. took this team. You know, like, we were NFC Championship every single year. Like, there was no doubt. Well, in your stretch, yeah. We, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were going to be amongst the best in the NFL, and we knew it, and we felt it, and it was because Andy was so consistent, and it was all about him. And well, and great talent. There was great players on the team. And Jim Johnson, yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, great great players. Yeah, great front office, great organization. But yeah. but the organization being great started with Andy. It, let's not uh, get it wrong. I totally agree. I totally agree. Let's go to the phones. Where do you stand on all these things we're talking about today? 215-592-9494. Biggest thing that stood out to you yesterday from the NFL playoff games, either in and of themselves or as it relates to the Eagles, your thoughts on the Fangio and Kellen Moore move. Also, you know, the quarterback's coach, Tanny, is reportedly out, which, you know, without me knowing anything about the guy, sounds good, good. to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts went backwards. It didn't work what you did. <laughs> right, right, it didn't work. Bad job. I, I agree, man. Let's go to Eric and Cherry Hill. Hi, Eric. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, Eric? Um, okay, so regarding the weekend, um, you know, I know this isn't going to be popular, but I, I like I just can't stand the 49ers. If they were playing Dallas, I would root for Dallas. Um, I might have also. No. That's interesting. I don't know. That's interesting. That's like really. I, I just. That's a tough one. They've become so obnoxious and just like they uh, like. I know it's it's like sacrilege to say, but like no, that's uh, an interest. I hadn't considered that, Eric. I, I don't. I was rooting so hard against them yesterday. I was too. I was too. And you know, uh, to your other point, you know they barely beat Green Bay. They barely beat Detroit. They're going to get stomped by by Kansas City. Like I, I fully believe that. Well, I I think so too, man. Yeah. Um, I don't. And then. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, and then regarding the Andy point, I mean, you you keep bringing up Mahomes, but you're forgetting he also has arguably, you know, the best tight end in the last sure. like 20 years besides Gronk. Well, maybe ever. I mean, let's go there. Yeah. But but you're missing part of my point. Uh huh. He had a hand in drafting those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there's so many different. Oh, of course there are. Of, of, yeah. of course there are. There's a, there's I mean, I'm I'm sure if he stayed, he would have won at least one or two. So you do you do believe that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. that's interesting because that has not been a commonly held belief. But I'm um, wondering now here, but I'm wondering now with his continued, sustained, phenomenal success, are people ready to come around to, you know, maybe it wasn't best for Eagles history that he was fired. Because when they won in 2017 and it was five years after they fired him, it's like, okay, we, we got one and never had had one. And so great trade-off. And now I'm, the, the more the years go, it's like, 
Maybe it's not a great trade-off. Eric, give me a big answer. Someone or something famous, but most people don't know much about him. So, yeah, everyone talks about this award, but probably most people don't know, like, anything about him or his stats, except maybe, like, Seltzer, um, Cy Young. So, I think that's – I thought you were going to have a better answer. I think most people know Cy Young, at least most sports fans. Yeah, because of the award, if nothing else. Cy Young won the most games in baseball history of 511. Here's where I thought he was going that I think would have been a great answer. Who the heck was John Heisman? <laughs> oh, there one. you go. That would have been a good answer. Right? Yeah. The Heisman Trophy. Who was that? That would have been a great answer. Right? Would have been a great answer. The only th- there's only one thing I know about John he- Heisman. He's involved in football. The pose. Uh, yeah. Well, he probably <laughs> didn't even do that. Like that's not enough. John. He- John wow. He could have been a good answer, right? You get he what was, I'm saying here. He did a lot of stuff, Joe. Just to be clear, you're looking this I'm up. I'm looking. Tell it the up. audience this isn't off the top of your head. No, okay, he was a player you. and coach of American football, baseball, basketball, and he was also a sports writer and actor. Okay, so you get well. you get my point. He could have been a winning answer. Sure. Uh, okay, let's go I to had Eric. No idea. Let's go to Eric. Oh, speaking of winning, John, I did. I finally did it yesterday. It's a it's a winning thing in life. Mm-hmm. I was at my mom's yesterday. What I do? Seltzer, so, so what I do? Laundry? Late. Puzzle yes. time? No, no. You, you nailed it. Oh, laundry. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, today is <laughs> National Puzzle Day, by the way. Well, I didn't know that. It is. So I'm doing the another puzzle. of January. Yeah, I got a puzzle going on my mom's. Not done. And unfortunately, it's like they're on the ground. I'm like, Mom, make sure you don't trip on it. You know, I'm going to keep it there. You're, so, you're you left a puzzle your on your mother's well, floor. I, I put it, like, on the side so it should not impede her, her walking you, space. You, you, but you, you told her on to, the floor, to be careful. You left the it's, puzzle out? It's hard to describe. The puzzle was too long for the, the, the thing cool. I had. You well, left a mess at your mom's well, place. It's, it's, it's a tidy mess. It's, 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 it's not it's, tidy. It's, it's, it's you got, tidy how many pieces mess. are in the puzzle? I didn't even check, but I would say probably a 1,000. You got a 1,000 oh. pieces of garbage just laying yeah. around in your mom's house. Well, and you think that's okay to my, just depart with that trash on the floor? And what's my philosophy in life? Three words. Like, take advantage it. of your mom's kindness? Say it again, James. Deal with it. Deal with it. That's my philosophy in life. Wow. No, no, one more. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that to my mom, although I did leave the puzzle. You did. There. Well, you yeah, did but, that. but it is kind of up against the wall. Like, it really shouldn't uh. be. Right. But here's the thing I did do that had to be done, but it's two and a half to three months late. I finally got the uniform. Oh, my God. Philly's uniform finally to my mom. I had forgotten it was in the backseat of my car for months. For months. So, yes, I took the Phillies unit because uh, I realized well, opening days in, in two months. By the way, opening days in two months. So I'm like, I better get it's this It's been thing. in the back of your car how long? Well, The it, whole time? No, the it, was, whole time. it was in my apartment in a bag, and okay. I'd forgotten about it for about a month. Then okay. I moved it to my car, and it's been in my car for about a month and a half, and I forgot about it because I put it in the back. Here's the deal. I got a rule. Front seat, I remember. Back seat, I forget. It was back seat ground. <laughs> like, so, yes, I, 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 I got that done. Two one five. You're awful. Seriously. 592 94 94. What are you going to do, man? It really was just like in your in a bag. It was in a bag. Somewhere meant like sequestered away for the whole year. And that thing got It's th- been a whole year, Joe. Well, 3 rounds. That's of the- unfair to that uniform. 3 rounds of the playoffs. How would you feel if you were that uniform? I would feel lucky to crunched into a bag shoved into the back seat of your car. Did yeah, it smell? I didn't put my my nose in the bag. I'm sure it probably did. <laughs> Yeah, knowing my body odor, I would say so. Oh, jeez. I'm just saying. <laughs> 215-592-9494. Just getting ready for opening day. Seltzer, just getting ready for the Philly season. That's all it is. Sure. I mean, isn't that what we had to do around here? Yeah, sadly. That's what we got. So are the Flyers done, James? Is that it? 
Bye bye everybody. <laughs> it was it was it was a good try. Is that it? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. All right, 215-592-9494. Up ahead an awful lot including what Dan Campbell said yesterday after the game. Mike Garofalo on the hire of Kellen Moore and how that'll work with Nick Sirianni. Chris Long on the Fangio hire, plus Dick Vermeil, something he said to us on Friday about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. We got to get to that and all the phone calls. Plus, if you don't know the point spread, we'll tell you that point spread for the Super Bowl. Much up ahead, including all the calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. Is 2024 the year after years of wear and tear? You finally made the decision. It's time for a knee, hip, or shoulder replacement. You've talked to your doctor. You've got a date set. The team at NovaCare Rehabilitation is here for you. Did you know attending physical therapy before your replacement surgery can significantly help your recovery and movement post-surgery? And then once you have your new replacement, you already know and trust NovaCare's physical therapist to help you fully heal. They are experts in balance, gait training, and pain management. Your joint replacement needs are unique. NovaCare's team will develop an individualized treatment plan to get you feeling strong and back to the things you love. You did not come to this decision lightly, so rely on the physical therapy provider you know and trust. Choose NovaCare to get back to work, sports, and life. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy before and after your joint replacement surgery, or to schedule an appointment at one of their 150 convenient locations, go to NovaCare.com. NovaCare. Good morning to all. Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie. By the way, let me clarify one thing before people misconstrue. Because I was just joking last segment. I would never say deal with it to my mom. Okay? <laughs> okay? I just... Because, you know, you got a reputation to uphold. And you got a standard in life to uphold. And I don't want people to think I'm a, a bad son. I'm know? glad to hear that. Yeah, I would but n- I, I, never, I, ever do that. I, and I believe you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. All right, two, one. Now, I'll tell you what I... So, so let me tell you what I would do. I'd they get deal out with of my it ch- to literally every other person I, on no, the planet besides well, your mom? I do that, too. I'd get out of my chair... I give a rousing standing wow. ovation to someone who deserves it in society. The hammer. Why? Because yesterday I crossed over the threshold of yet another victory against John Ritchie and our NFL picks. Ah, yeah, that's how you do. John took, who did you take? The Baltimore Ravens. Who did the hammer take? Kansas City Chiefs. Who won this year? By the way, John, I give you credit. You had a good year. Mm. I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying about John. John had an outstanding year. If you'd gone with his picks all year, you would have made money. Richie with one game to go, 28, 23, and 2. That is a money-making proposition. 28, 23, and 2. But up, yeah, the hammer. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes getting it done for me. Lamar Jackson spitting it up. And the hammer, 31, 21, and 1. I have now won five of the eight years. No, I'm going to give you credit. You won three. You won three in a row at one point. But it's uh, 5-3 through eight seasons. So the reason that you got the Detroit pick right was on Friday. Your reason for your Detroit pick was, I'm going to take Detroit because Debo's not playing. That was part of it. That was your reasoning. Also, So so let's bear in mind that your reasoning (laughs) sucks at times. Just take the L, John. And it was fortunate. That that worked out for you there. Well, it was fortunate, but it was also how how San Fran had looked in that divisional round. But look, John, Uh, John, you've won three of eight, which let's be real, is is better than most people would have expected eight years ago. 
Okay, you've oh, won, you've won three wow. of the years. I, I've won five of the years, but two in a row, that's how you do. All right, let's go to the phones. What do you make of what stood out yesterday in pro football? And then also the Eagles weekend related to Vic Fangio, related to Kellen Moore. And, and John, the number one takeaway you had, you had so many you listed earlier, but what was the main thing Jeez. you said earlier when you were referencing all the things that hit you over the weekend and specifically with yesterday's NFL games? Well, just just give us that that sort of one through five and quick. I think ja- I I think that Jalen is close to being great. That that yesterday we started the day thinking Lamar Jackson was going to be the MVP of the NFL, and he had a terrible game. He sure did. And Todd Munkin is still a great offensive coordinator. Lamar Jackson is still a great football player who had a bad game. Jalen he is overrated. had a he bad is, season. He is overrated, though. Lamar's overrated. Okay. He just but he is. can change a game, and he can keep him in any game. He could have won that game had he played better. Uh, Jalen can do the same thing. Jalen can turn a game. Jalen is the right quarterback for us, for Philly, for this team. He just needs the right O.C., he needs the right patience. He needs the right teaching well, and learning. I, I truly got none of that out of yesterday's games. But listen, if others did, cool. The, the, the two main things that hit me yesterday, Patrick Mahomes is, is on a Jordan Gretzky, LeBron sort of level. I mean, we're, we're talking about an all-time, all-time, all-timer. And the other thing that hit me is it's the first time I really questioned whether it was the right decision for the Eagles to fire Andy Reid. It's the first time I ever – I mean, I I always just assumed, hey, winning that Super Bowl means – It was the right time when it happened. Well, it felt like the right time at the time. And, I just and, can't believe that we're going back in time. Well, I, John, I can't believe he's been in the Super Bowl four this out of five years. Going back to 2013 right, but, now. But, like, it's just crazy. Can we, can we, it was a crazy activity, can we, can we acknowledge it's outrageous he's been in the Super Bowl four out of it five years? It is outrageous. He's, it, it is outrageous. It's outrageous. And it, I, I count myself as privileged to have been coached by the guy who's been to the Super Bowl four out of five years. It's it's phenomenal I mean, he still doesn't way. run the ball enough yeah. by the way he's not perfect but my gosh he's great and just know this the eagles have already had three coaches if they had done what i think they should have done last week they'd be about to have four and i'm not even counting when the the, the coordinator guy coached the final game of 2015 after chip got zipped let's go to the phones let's get to eric and mount Airy. eric what stood out to you over the weekend my man eric all right, Eric, not ready to go. We go to Ken. He's calling from Cinnamon's. And hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing all right, Ken. I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, John, you, you referenced Todd Munkin as a great offensive coordinator, and 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 uh, Lamar hurt. Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback, and I don't know if it's just me, but I was watching that game yesterday, and I thought I was watching Jalen Hurts in a Ravens uniform. Everything that he did. The entire game looked so much like everything Jalen Hurts did all year long, backing up, holding the ball, holding it too long, turning it over. I mean, and, you know, the number one rushing offense in the NFL handed the ball to running backs six times. If that was the Eagles in that game yesterday and the game went the same way, your head would have already exploded on the airwaves sure. this morning. Yeah, over, no, over good point. Track. You're right. So. You know, it it just it just proves that you know some some of these some of these defensive coordinators, man, they 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 get out ahead of these these quarterbacks, and and you know I think what I saw in in Lamar yesterday was kind of the same thing that I've seen in Jalen all year, where kind of looks like a deer in the headlights and and doesn't know what to do with the football, and I don't know that you can scheme that out of a guy. So we'll see. 
uh, we'll see what Kellen Moore can can yeah, do. And yeah. you the know, play next year's going to be. But what we saw in the second game was that the play calling did the pass protecting for Detroit in that first half. You know, the the balanced play calling when that defense they are on their heels. That, that, that does was, a great yeah. job of, of protecting a quarterback, and, and we well, have we not also, been in that situation for a long time around these parts. What we also saw, and it pains me to say this, but um, the, the people, that, the, the people that, that claim that Brock Purdy is just a fraud, they just need to stop. Like, you know. Well, he's not a, well, you know what, Ken? He's not a fraud. He's certainly not a fraud, but he's also not a top-five player in the NFL. Like, people go to the extremes on both ends. He's neither. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's certainly not a great quarterback. What he does is they win when he plays. What and how he won that game yesterday helped him win it. What with his legs? Well, he 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 did have what about fifty yards rushing. He had rushing. three scrambles, yeah. and they all each of them picked up a first down. Yeah. And the biggest one was you know in the fourth quarter on yeah. a third and four. But can he also? I mean, I can't say watching the playoffs. I've been uber impressed with him. No, no, uh, you know it's. <laughs> It, it, there's Patrick Mahomes and there's everybody else. Well, that's and that's that, right. That has that yeah. has what has become crystal clear over and and in terms of Andy Reid, if if we could look back with a crystal ball and, and keep Andy Reid, but then also somehow have Patrick Mahomes fall in our laps, yeah, th- that would be right. great. Because, but all, but know, also, before, Ken, there's a chance you win even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get here. Like everyone hears the question, they say, "Well, do I get Patrick Mahomes?" And it's like, well, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. There's no way well, to know. Yeah. But but, no, but you have to you'd have you eleven have to, drafts to be able to get someone else. You have to remember what Andy Reid's what what the first part of Andy Reid's tenure in Kansas City was like, where he got just close enough but couldn't get over the hump, and everybody was like, it's the same thing all over again, just wearing red instead of green, and he had Alex Smith as That's his right. quarterback, which I thought was and, pretty impressive that he won as many games. Like Al Smith was slightly above average, yeah, but but, only, but only okay. slightly, only slightly above average. Yeah, he, he was he was a he was a serviceable NFL quarterback. That's right. But Andy went out and handpicked him to get him from San Francisco. Um, that was the first thing he did when he got there. So you know, I, 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 Andy was a great coach for us while he was here. But I think everybody agrees that it was time for him to go. Well, yeah, people thought that. People, I can give me a big time answer, man. Someone famous or something famous, but most people don't know much about him. Joe, I thought you were going to do it to me when you started talking about awards a few minutes ago because you do it to me a lot. Um, Everybody knows the Nobel Prize, and nobody knows why it's named after the guy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Alfred Nobel. I do. All right, so, James, you know it. I'm going to take a guess because I think I know it. And if we're two out of four, maybe it's not enough. But I would say most people probably. I think he was a chemist, right? He created dynamite. Well, I thought you were going to wait. No, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't realize. I, I was, you're saying James is going to wait? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I no, should right. wait it, I guess. Well, I said chemist. I said chemist. Right. So, was he both? Mm-hmm. Listen, Alfred Nobel, did you know, John, what he did? Mm-hmm. And Rhea, did you know what he did? No, I did not. All right, so three out of four. All right, take take it for what it's worth. I mean, I, I would say most people probably don't, but three out of four here doesn't bode well for for Ken's chances to win, but we'll see. Again, what we're looking for today when you call in is someone or something very famous, but most people know very, very little about. All right, I'll tell you someone we know a lot about. It's Patrick Mahomes. We, we see the guy all through the regular season. We see him every year in the postseason. It's going to be four out of five years now. We're going to see him in the Super Bowl. Dick Vermeil was on our show on Friday, and we asked Vermeil about the Mahomes thing, and 
He, he, you know, Mahomes is laying a great claim. Not only, look, not only the best football player in the world today, which he clearly is, probably the best athlete in America today. Probably. I mean, you take all four sports, and I know, I know James says Otani. I'm not there, but make of it what you will. Um, but also, now it's really getting in a historical thing with Mahomes versus the other greats. Listen to this exchange we had with Vermeule on Friday. Do you believe that he is getting close to Brady and Montana level of play, or, or has he equaled them? Has he passed them? Not in Super Bowls because he can't yet, but, yeah. I mean, six years in a row, six AFC championship games. Is he playing at a level that's on par or better than those guys? I think it's more than on par. Uh, he has a dimension in his game that Joe didn't have or Brady didn't have. The mo- mobility and the ability to throw the ball accurately in any body position, any foot position, <laughs> and j- just make it play, you know. And every once in a while, backfires on him. But uh, I think he's destined to go uh, above them in overall uh, career uh, success. Major statement from Vermeil. What's your reaction uh, to it, John? He, absolutely. He's absolutely the most talented quarterback to ever play. And and it was just a question of whether he would have everything to, you know, put it all together. And my he does, certainly does. We're talking about a guy here who who not only, you know, Coach talked about how his feet don't have to be right and his arm doesn't have to be right. He can throw from any angle, any direction. He can throw with either arm. What about the fact that this guy, they don't talk about it. He's got this eidetic memory. He's got a photographic memory where – you know, some guys have the ability to say, hey, back in 2013, this personnel grouping, I remember they are watching film, this is what they did, and they can relay that to their teammates, yeah. and it's this incredible superpower. And you've heard him with that? Well, it's I, I've heard he's got that ability. Because yeah. I've heard I, LeBron has that. There was, there was a stretch, you might remember, about five years ago, he played in a game. He was asked after the game, what happened in this sequence? And LeBron, this is about... 15 minutes after the game, LeBron went through like 10 consecutive possessions, offensively and defensively, exactly what happened on 10 straight possessions. Yeah. People looked it up and like he was right. I, so yeah, it's I a tremendous it. advantage when you – it's just a tremendous advantage. Just a supreme gift. And, and this guy is supremely gifted right, so, physically, mentally, emotionally, and he's got Andy Reid well, yeah. game planning yeah. for him every week. They're quite a duo, man. Oh. James, let me ask you a question. I'm not saying this is going to make you feel any better. It doesn't make me feel better. Does seeing Mahomes do this again help explain the Eagles losing that Super Bowl in a way that maybe 11 and a half months ago you hadn't really, or we all hadn't really figured out enough? No. I mean, like, yes. Like, I, I think that... No and yes. <laughs> I mean, to Go the ahead. question, does like... To, yeah, but I think we already knew it. Like, we knew that they lost because Mahomes was great and Andy was great. Otherwise, they had a better roster and they should have won. So it doesn't, like... And it certainly doesn't make me feel better. Did we... Okay, let me put it this way. And you could look this up, James, because I know we did the poll in February after the game. And I know we did a poll, I believe, in July before training camp when we put ourselves as a show to rewatch the, the game and, and come back in the next day and talk about it again. It was like four or five months later. And we had a poll about, you know, biggest reason why the Eagles lost. And Mahomes was one of the reasons. Like Mahomes' greatness, we had a, a flag in there, we had a field in there, and we had – it might have had like Jonathan Gannon in there. I don't know exactly what it was. Hurts' fumble. Like we had – but I, my, my recollection is Mahomes finished in last place in the poll. And it's like I watch Chiefs games, and I'm like, I don't care what the heck else happens out there. They, the primary reason why they win 
is because of him. I mean, it just is. It's like when the when the Patriots had Brady. You can say anything you want about everything else. But, you know, if you got that guy. But this guy is so much more talented than Tom Brady. Like, so much more talented. Well, you're saying physical. Physical talent. I yes. get it. No, I mean, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. 215-592-9494. He really is really, really amazing. Today, I do feel like it's something like we're watching Jordan. I really do. And I don't come to that conclusion lightly. I really don't. But I feel like it's it's entered that zone. I mean, guys, the, the dude's been a six straight conference title games and four out of five Super Bowls. And if that one guy for the Chiefs didn't jump all sides in 2018, it would have been five out of six Super Bowls. And by the way, if the whole situation with Andy's family hadn't happened in 2020, right before the Super Bowl, they might have won that game. I'll always but be convinced. About KC this, was man. completely out of it. Andy was completely out of it in that game versus Tampa. Because, you know, his kid had just the whole situation yeah. from two days before. Yeah. I mean, guys, they're about to do something that's really rare. They win this game, it's a dynasty. You, to me, dynasty starts with three in a row. I mean, not three in a row, three. You got to win three. Two doesn't qualify. No one says Denver had a dynasty in the late 90s. No one says the Toronto Blue Jays had a dynasty in the early 90s. You got to win three in a pocket of time to lay claim as dynasty. I don't know. I think they're already a dynasty. I, I can't go there. Three, I don't need it to be that technical. Like it, it, it looks like a dynasty. It smells like a dynasty. It's yeah. got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid leading it up. It's a dynasty. Joe, one thing that struck me yesterday yeah. when I was watching them because everybody all year kept saying, "Oh, the you know the Chiefs don't have it this year." Yep. I thought of them what you said about the Eagles all year. They're just kind of playing possum, and that's that's what it looked like. Like the Chiefs are just going, "Yeah, we're just going to roll." When it, I mean, look at what Kelsey's doing. They may have. They may look have. At what Travis Kelsey is doing in the playoffs. So, well, he's really turned it up. Yeah. I'll say this. So that is one theory. There's a second theory that could explain the whole thing. That the receivers just like they that Andy and Mahomes stuck by those guys. Didn't publicly blast them. Not Kadarius Tony. <laughs> well, he's been injured the whole time. <laughs> he's but a like, mess. But they, those receivers, learned how to catch the ball. Yeah, and Rice. and they and they didn't. The organization didn't lose those receivers, and in the playoffs, they're catching the ball. Because you guys know my theory. If those guys catch the ball in the regular season, Mahomes is probably the MVP. Because they win week one, even without Chris Long. They beat the Eagles. I mean, they were losing games. Chris Jones. Because, Chris Jones, I'm sorry. They were losing games because their wide receivers would just drop passes. None of that was Mahomes' fault. None of it. Guys, I'm not saying he's a perfect player. He's not a perfect player. But there's no doubt in my mind he's the best player in football. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Well, I think it's him and I every. I don't even think it's a question. I don't think it's, it's just no. him and and no. and a gap. But you know my theory in MVP, no one doubts James. That, but if he wins two more games and has 13 wins instead of 11, then who's the MVP? And now maybe it's because Lamar, because Lamar did more than was expected. But Mahomes is always the best player. Just irritates yeah. me. I mean, I mean, it does fall in line, James. You know, I've been saying this for years. Yep. For years, I've been saying. The voters don't give the MVP award to the best player. They give it to, like, sort of exceeded expectations yeah. guy. If he's this good, he doesn't get it. I if mean, he, guys. If he's too good, he can't get it because think, he deserves it every year. Think of it this way. I have in my hands, and, and a couple guys have been through that, John. Jordan was through that. Barry Bonds got seven, even though he was the best. I was going to say, baseball is the only one that even comes close I to agree. electing the right guy every year yeah, in that way. And statistics kind of show it. Yep. I mean, it's right there in statistics and I mean, baseball. Bonds got seven. He got you seven, know? right. But, like, Jordan didn't win as many as he should have. Mm-hmm. Brady probably didn't win as many as he should have. Guys, I've got in front of me the oh, list. Belichick is coach of the year. Oh, that it goes on and that on. whole thing. I got in front of me the list of um, who's up for most valuable player, who the five finalists are. Okay, Mahomes isn't one of them. You know what he's also not a finalist for? Offensive player of the year. Huh? He's not a finalist no. in either category. Mm-hmm. Who puts these lists together?
Well, Let's go to Dan and Philadelphia. Guys who look at the numbers and they look at the stories. And... Yeah, well, look at the receivers that dropped the ball. I mean, I remember yeah. watching that. Dan, all right, Dan, we're going to get hey, to what saying. Let me just say this. I remember watching that Eagles-Chiefs game. When the Eagles won, I came in the next day and said, wasn't Patrick Mahomes' fault the Chiefs lost at all? I thought he was freaking masterful in that game. All right, Dan, I'm sorry. Hello. Well, part of that problem is Patrick Mahomes, well, any quarterback statistic is reliant on the receiver. So That's they're right. dropping the ball that lowers his statistics, which uh, yes. don't look as good as – Totally. As and, and, off, and offense alignment and all that. In that sense, right. it's very, very, very different than baseball. So, so uh, if you compare a quarterback that's having a, an amazing numbered year as opposed to just a quarterback that's getting the team through somehow, some way, they're not going to win the MVP. And then, Dan, um, the flip side is when an offensive line looks like they're bad and the Eagles gave up 40-something sacks in 2020, <laughs> and I kept telling everybody it wasn't Lane Johnson's fault that Carson stinks! And they kept getting tagged with sacks. But anyway, go ahead, Dan. Joe, I'll, I'll, always, I'll always give that to you. I argued with you for three years uh, about Carson being great. Okay. Um, but, hey, so we had this conversation yesterday, me and my buddies watching the game. Uh, in hindsight, I still don't regret letting Andy Reid go. It, it was just time, and, and it's, I think it's hard to look back and think if he would won or not. I mean, it was just stale with him. Um, it he was. He was a great coach. He's clearly a great coach, but I, don't, I wouldn't change that decision. Um, would you at least acknowledge, Dan, that there is a reasonable chance he would have gotten the train back on the tracks? I think eventually, but I don't think – I think that train was, like, completely smashed and on the side. Like they they would have had yeah. to wait for, like, a tow truck and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> it could have took more years than what they would have even yeah. been willing to give them at that point. It probably needed the hiatus. You know, like, it, yes. it's probably unrealistic to expect that it could just adjust one year to the next. You've got all those same players. It, it's it's not that easy to just turn it over if you if you go and jettison half the the locker room. I guess maybe that would that would have been the only thing, right? Um, and then what was Dan Campbell thinking yesterday? With not not going for the tie. I, I can't. Like I thought I missed something. He Wait. was thinking, I'm showing my guys I believe in them, and I'm hyper aggressive, and that's my my personality and what defines me, and it's part of what lost them the game. It, it it's a shame. He he overdid it. Yeah, yesterday. I I, I, like, I I thought are they only the, on the, the opposite thirty wor- yard line? The, the <laughs> worst, the worst decision he made was running the ball on third and goal. That would that it was, was like insane. one of the all time worst decisions yeah. I've ever yes. seen in a big game. It was all worse, time ever. It was worse than Pete Carroll and Daryl and Daryl Bevel yeah. running the ball. I agree. It was worse. It was worse. It was worse without I mean, a doubt. Because there's because this was like. Pure stupidity. It fully eliminated any chance, if they don't get it, of winning the game. Just eliminate right. it. Because two out of 44 or 42 on the onside kick, it's just good night, Irene. It's over. And that's where you Done. wonder, Ben Johnson, who's, you know, everybody, all, all, like the play calling he had in that third quarter and fourth quarter, I thought was dreadful. See, I, I did not because they just kept dropping the ball. If those, no, I no, think no, I'm it was, talking about the, like some of the plays that they called. It wasn't like dropping the ball, but fourth and three. They have, they're empty. They, the Niners knew they were throwing the ball. I'm just saying his play call, his play design, I didn't think was that great as everybody had said all year. All right, Dan, you can win a four-pack of tickets to the Flyers-Devils Stadium Series game. Give me someone or something really famous, but most people don't know much about. I, I didn't hear all the answers, but I have it. I make money from it. I don't know what it does. I don't know how I make money from it, but cryptocurrency. You know, all right, does that fall into the category of something we don't understand? Yes. Yeah, people know what it is. 
People understand that it is money money essentially. Yeah. Yes. I would not vote for it. I put that more in the we don't understand it category, not that we don't know. It's close. Let me be clear. I think it qualifies. I think it's a pretty I don't neat have, I know answer. We all know what cryptocurrency is. We know like we it's know something to do with money. It's some yeah. form of money. Yeah, yeah. I, I I yeah. Anyway, I right, let's get to Dan Campbell because you know what our caller Dan was just talking about there, those decisions, fourth downs and all that that he kept doing in the second half. Dan Campbell talked after the game about those moments. I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard. You know, it's hard because you now they didn't we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um but you know, we just just didn't work out. John, did Dan Campbell blow it? Yeah. Yeah. Did he, he blow it more than the receivers that that started no. dropping the ball? No. The yeah. receivers blew it too. It was, it was the, the the Reynolds guy, Josh. Well, he was had two a of couple. Them. He did. Uh, that looked horrendous. That's right. I love it. every offensive player loves that Dan Campbell did that. I think Dan Campbell. The net result is you got so many eyes on you from players around this league that love the way you coach, the way you preach, the way you do this thing. Uh, I I think they're a better team next year. I, I think their personnel becomes it, it nets out a better group of players because they want to come play for Dan Campbell, even though he stunk a couple times with you, crazy calls, you gonna, crazy decisions. You're going to take five hundred thousand less because uh, you want to go play for Dan Campbell. Maybe, maybe not. I I'm saying maybe I would. <laughs> well, I know what you're saying, yeah. and I'm saying maybe I wouldn't. Well, like probably I think I there wouldn't. are guys out there who would, and a lot of those guys are going to be guys who have experience, who've been around the block a few times, who know, which is kind of like what they need. Yeah. Guys who are experienced, uh, not going to make mistakes out there, not going to drop the ball. You know I don't what? Know. They, I I think Dan Campbell's in a good spot. Well, he, is, he, he, is, he is. He lost them the game yesterday yeah. with dumb decisions. Yeah. Moving forward, he's not going to lose them. A bunch of games. Speaking of decisions, the decision to bring in Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio. Some notable things said over the weekend about both of them. We'll get to that shortly. Let's go to Mike right now. He's calling from Douglasville. Good morning, Mike. Mikey, Mike. Hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Hi, Mike. My bad. I was uh, outside my truck there for a second. No worries. Uh, So, I'm listening to Jiggly on on, uh, Friday. He makes it, and it's an unfortunate joke. You know, Andy Reid has been to six straight AFC championships, and our coach literally just got done being asked, what do you do here? So <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me laugh, but it's extremely unfortunate. Um, the, the role this guy's on is just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it's not at the point where it's like how Brady was when it was just like, okay, like, can we just please stop watching this? Like, I'm still interested in it. So I love it, Mike. I, I know there's a lot of people turned off by it. I totally get it. My sister even said to me before the playoffs started, she said, I'm, I'm done with rooting for the Chiefs. I like, this is her. She said, I like Andy, but he's won enough, and I'm tired of them always winning. I'm ready for someone else to win. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But I got to tell you, Mike, and these guys know, because, you know, I always say it, whether it's Tiger, whether it's Jordan, I love greatness. I, I, I find it a joy of life to watch Patrick Mahomes play football. I really do. So I, I root for that guy, and I root for him hard. I just really wish you would get bored of playing football at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It is Are ridiculous. Are you to watch Taylor Swift as a, a guest at the halftime show now? Listen, man. 
You know she's gonna do it. She ain't gonna do We're, that. She what she's gonna do is they're gonna they're gonna beg her to do next year. I believe it. I I heard something she turned down this year, but it is. What Mike, it is. do you know that they don't pay the halftime performer? Yep. Yeah, I, I learned that in the the 2020 season with the COVID and uh, yep. what was it the weekend or whatever. The exposure is considered payment enough that you get to be in front of, you know, billions. Yeah, a couple billion people that watch the game, and that's your payment exposure. Well, I what? mean, when you when you made hundreds of millions of dollars already, you can afford to do that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, Mike, give me a great answer here. You're right. Um, something people have heard of a lot, but they don't really know what it is. What do you got? So when you frame it that way, my answer is going to suck. I was going to say the Kardashians because I don't understand why they're famous. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't understand the question, but fair enough. Uh, I'll give you something famous that had a bad weekend, except it didn't. The Mona Lisa. You see the news, John? That was terrible. Mm -hmm. John, someone took soup in front of the Mona Lisa and bang, nails the Mona Lisa. Well, it's behind that thing. Good job. That was what I was going to get to. What saved the day a few years back, they put the glass in front of it. And so the painting is fully intact. Did you know that? That's all. That guy, man. Seltzer, if you're there, are you kicking his ass? Actually, I think it was a woman. So no, I'll take that back. So it was some kind of protest related to, like, food or something. Oh. Did it's they tackle John, if it was a dude, would you have beat that guy up if you were there and it was a, it was a male? I don't know if I would have beat his ass. I, I, I would have tried to, like, grab him and oh, help man. out the people who were trying to John, you know who, him. John, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You're John freaking Ricci, man. Yeah, take That's care right. of business, man. Mm. Take care of business, man. Well, okay. I'll try. <laughs> Next time I'm at the Mona Lisa and someone throws soup on it. Did uh, you know that Napoleon... Took two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's listen to something said this week and notable about the Eagles' new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. John, this was a very, very interesting phraseology mm. by uh, by former WIP employee. Mike Garofalo, of course, now with the NFL Network. A very, 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 very interesting way to frame uh, Kellen Moore coming in to run the Eagles' offense. Listen to what Garofalo said. Of course, Sirianni's the head coach. Kellen Moore is going to be the offensive coordinator. We all wonder how it's going to work out. Listen to what Garofalo said. The thought process, from my understanding, is this is an experienced play caller with the chops to fit in and stand up to a veteran coaching staff that the Eagles have down there. Moore has also worked with some good quarterbacks, including Dak Prescott in the NFC East, so he's back in the division. And the Eagles also see him as a young, bright play caller with some fresh ideas separate from what they have done the last couple of years in Philly, so they'll mesh the two systems together and hopefully get Jalen Hurts and that offense going. All right, so there's so much in there. Fresh ideas, that's good. Meshing concepts, that's good. But I think the heart, and I think people can probably tell what I'm getting at, the chops to, quote, fit in and stand up to a veteran coaching staff. Matter of fact, let's hear that part one more time. This is an experienced play caller with the chops to fit in and stand up to a veteran coaching staff. All right, John, what do you make of that? And what does that say about Nick Sirianni's power? Holy mackerel, Sirianni's got a guy working for him now whose job is to, you know, fit in and stand up to him. Very surprising phraseology. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, although th- it, makes, although so it, ma- it makes sense. 
Well, it's it's Howie and Lori saying we don't believe in you, Nick, with the on, offense. Hold on, Kellen Moore, it's your show. I don't know that, oh. it, and and you you can look at it. That's a tinge negative there. What about the possibility when he says uh, the chops to fit in? He's sort of like uh, in the same cohort group as these young coaches. Like this is a young group of guys. That was part of the problem last year. Kellen Moore is sort of like the up-and-coming, not Vic Fangio in his, you know, 60s. Sure, he's still younger. Yeah, just a younger guy. Maybe the chops to fit in is he's a young and energetic guy, very similar to the majority of this Eagles staff. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you believe, and I truly don't know the answer to this, do you believe Nick Sirianni, per Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, has the right on game day to overrule a Kellen Moore play call? I I would be surprised if they knew a definitive answer to that right now. You know, I, James, I think what's that, your gut feeling on that? that no, on. he can't the overrule. Idea can't do it. Can't overrule. It's, that, it's Kellen's calling the place. And you believe Lurie said that and Howie said that to Kellen Moore and have communicated that to the head coach, Nick Sirianni? Yes, I believe that. I mean, it's fascinating. I don't know the answer. I just know it's fascinating. I know Sirianni having his hands on the on you know the wheel or part of the wheel was a disaster in 2023. And now and now I got someone notable like Gareth Foley. I don't plugged see in. how you could communicate that to your head coach. Well, John, when I said because last week they neutered him. In, hold on, if okay. you neuter him like that, okay. and that information gets out to the other guys, you know, on the offense, like I do lose some respect. For Nick Sirianni, and and like you can't keep bleeding respect. The here. minute that they asked the question at the news conference, "What's your job? What's your role?" Mm-hmm. and he had to answer, "I'm the head coach." I think the players all knew where that was going. I agree with you. And you hired a guy that you interviewed for the job three years ago. By the way, today I think is the three year anniversary of the the infamous wow. news conference. Wow! But you know, once you hire a guy and he's got all the calls. Players know. They know better than we do. I mean, yeah, I asked the question rhetorically because we don't truly know the answer, but I do wonder on something like that, and uh, I don't know. Let's this get... is like the inverse of the Andy Reid setup. Think think about that part. In, like, what, in what regard? Well, Andy Reid was the end-all, be-all for the offense, and Brad Childress at the time was, you know, sort of the figurehead. Mm-hmm. What we are hearing, what the way I understand this now is – We've got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator who are going to be toting the weight in charge of their side. in these relationships. Yes. Yeah, each is yes. in charge, and this head guy is going to be delegating hands off, more laissez-faire. It is the opposite side of the coin where the coordinator is the one with the power. Here's 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 the deal. If I'm Vic Fangio, first day, I stroll in around. Yeah, 8.45 a.m. <laughs> I want to see if the head coach is going to say, where you've been, big guy? Yeah. Where you've been? You're going to push him day one. <laughs> Test him. <laughs> Test the waters. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day, which is brought to us, James, by? It is uh, sponsored by Armand Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major repairs. Armand Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service, visit ArmandChevy.com. All right, we got two different questions. The first is who you're rooting for or at least pulling for in Super Bowl. What are we up to here, 58? Is it the Chiefs or the Niners? Tough spot for many. For me, easy. I'm definitely rooting for the Chiefs. But where do you stand on Chiefs-Niners, which is a conundrum for many around here? 
Second question, uh, are the Flyers going to make the playoffs this season? Yes or no? Is it just like, that's it, time to go home and pack it in and it was a nice go? Or, or, or can they still put a charge into this thing? 215-592-9494. By the way, point spread for the Super Bowl, pretty fascinating. Uh, different spots, it opened at different numbers. You saw two and a half a lot. You saw some two. You even saw a three. Um, it's, it's down to like a point or a point and a half now, depending on where you look. It moved within an hour down at least a point, if not a point and a half. It's pretty amazing. And I'm telling you, I'll be surprised, surprised if the San Francisco 49ers win the game. I think the Chiefs are about to win, go back to back and have, what would it be, three out of four? Or four out of five? No, three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah, three out of four. My God! No, I no, think no, you're no, wrong. no! Four out of five. No, three out of five. Three out of five. Three out of five yeah, wins. Yeah, three, yeah. They they lost the Rams in the box. That's and then right. They won the other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three out of five. All right, let's go to uh, to Mike right now. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, team. What's up, man? I'm uh, I'm about a hundred yards away from a gas station because I ran out of gas, just like the Eagles. So. Oh. Did, Did you, you really? Like right now? <laughs> I'm 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 literally I could throw a football no. at the, the sign. Yeah. You have a gas it's, can? I'll get one. Yeah. I, I you know I got people beeping at me, screaming at me. I'm like I need to talk five minutes of football. I love and, this, and you, you know. made this a moment to call WIP. God bless you. Of course, of course. Listen, I got my priorities straight in life, Jeff. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never run out of gas, Mike. Seven times I have. Uh, Seven, seven, what? seven times. I think that's a problem. That's seven. insane. Mike, have seven. you run out of gas before? Is this the first time? Oh, I've done this before. <laughs> yeah, those that do, Isn't that do. a problem? Yeah, like, of course it is. You Why? guys have something yeah. wrong with yeah. you that you're running well, out of gas repeatedly. Mike, I haven't done it in about 10 years, so I will tell you there's hope for your future. <laughs> same, same. It's, it's kind of like a game. It's like, I can make it. I it's can not make a it, game. I'll... You're, you don't it mess is, with that. It is kind of like you're going to get though. stranded. You like why would you risk that? Listen, I mean, I didn't go to Fairfield I'm or sorry. St. Joe's Prep. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got on the Eagles or the NFL? What do you got here? So, I mean, this is what this, this is what my takeaway was from yesterday. I mean, the first thing was exactly what Richie said. I mean, toughness. We got to get back to toughness. And mm-hmm. I saw that not just with Detroit. You saw it with Baltimore. I hate to say it. You even saw it with San Francisco. I mean, I saw, and I'm not taking anything away from God, but I saw Kittle plant Aiden Hutchinson. And I'm like, man, these guys are out here playing hard. So <laughs> That felt like gotta... Aiden must have just been going down to create a pile. I, that was such a devastating block. I love you, your, I love your exactly point, though, Mike. Badassery won the day. Yeah. Like that NFC yeah. championship was the two toughest teams in the NFC. And and yeah. the, the Ravens, like the Ravens were toughness yeah. personified. They just got on They had a bad game. Yeah. And they did. They yeah. let it get away yeah, from them did. to where the emotions took over. That's right. Correct, correct. And the other thing was, you know, it was they said it in the Detroit game about explosive plays, which of course obviously we have trauma when we hear explosive plays, but all of Detroit's explosive plays happened with pre-snap motion. You know, the ball flipping around behind the line of scrimmage. Short, short-range explosive plays. And I'm like, man, were we just so off this year you know, with our thinking. Explosive plays don't have to be these 40-yard downfield you yeah. know, throws to, to, to Quez Watkins, who shouldn't even be in the NFL. These other teams, their third receiver, 
to be a number two on half the rosters in the league. So. Explosive plays are so easy to achieve if you hand the ball off. Like, I, I can't yes. believe these coaches forget that simple truth. And Andy Reid forgets that simple truth. Andy Reid is bad at this, and I don't understand why. He's, He's gotten incredible. Be- He's gotten better, He's gotten better right? So. Yeah. I mean, they won the Super Bowl because they ran it last year. Well, I will tell you That's this. That's a big part of why they were so effective. Speaking of the Super Bowl and, and now looking back at it again in hindsight, 11 and a half months later, I look at Pacheco getting the Eagles differently than I did last year. Last year, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? This is like a, a college-wide receiver converted to running back, seventh-round pick. This guy is is below average. What is this? He crushed him. Now yeah. I look at Pacheco and I say, he's probably one of the five to seven best running backs in football. Do you know who the oh, running I, backs I, I coach love, is? I love Pacheco. Rhea, I almost <laughs> fell out of my couch. I almost same thing. I could not believe that Todd freaking Pinkston. <laughs> yes. John, did you know Todd Pinkston's the running backs coach of the Chiefs? The running backs coach. That's crazy. What in the world? <laughs> First could, year. I and believe. by the way, uh, Mike, that couch I almost fell out of wasn't a couch. I was on my mom's floor doing a puzzle. <laughs> I could not believe Todd Pinkston oh is a running backs coach. Holy oh, hell. Did you see what Pacheco is really good at, though? At least he did it yesterday. Running hard. Well, besides the running hard, blitz pickup. He's, I didn't notice it, but I believe it. I think it, yeah. he's shorter than me. Yeah. And he took on a guy who was coming right up the middle, good and I was him. like, holy smoke. Listen, uh, that guy is a seventh round. actually helps for blitz pickup. Tough you know, Todd, how's Todd Pinkston? How's he coaching blitz pickup? Look, how's it, how, how did Andy Reid, who was an offensive lineman at BYU, become a quarterback guru? Good for guys that make that transition. Mm-hmm. That's that's impressive. Mike, give me an answer here, man. And by the way, Pinkston, I guess, did something with Pacheco because he's come out of nowhere to be a good player. Mike, someone or something famous, real famous, but most people know little about. What did Mother Teresa have to do? No, bad oh, answer. for goodness sake. We all know Mother Teresa. And now you're saying, what did she do? She helped the poor. She was you know, a good-hearted person, all that stuff. Now, the, the theory is more like you've heard of the person, but you don't really know what they did. We know what Mother Teresa did. We know what she did. She helped the poor. That's what she did. 